Our question this morning is, would Jesus want me? Would Jesus want me? And that is a question that lots of people have thought about and decided that the answer is no. Uh, Perhaps this morning you think that. You think, no, Jesus, he is for good people. He's for people who fit into church. He's for people who don't mess up. Well, the book that we have open now in our hands, uh, Luke's Gospel, it was put together by someone who wanted us to be absolutely certain what Jesus was all about. And on page 1053 at the top, on the right-hand side, verse number 10, is there so that Jesus can tell us who he wants. Verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That is Jesus telling us what his life was all about. And in the account, there is a real named person called Zacchaeus, and he is there to make sure that we understand what Jesus means in verse 10. So that's what we're going to do today. There's the headline, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And then we're going to think about two different sections this morning. We're going to think about seeking, and section two, we're going to think about saving. Uh, Both of those massively misunderstood. And Zacchaeus, he is the lost. Uh, That's what he's there for. We meet him in verse 2, where we're told he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And then in verse 7, we discover what everybody else thought of him. The crowd, he is famous as a sinner. So that bit of information about him, that's not the same as saying he was unpopular. Um, And it's not quite the same as how we might think about someone in his job today. So maybe today we still don't like rich people very much. Certainly today nobody likes taxes. And this is a chief tax collector, but still that is not enough to understand him. Zacchaeus, he collects taxes for the Romans, so for the invading army. And outside of a war zone, it is difficult, I think, to appreciate the emotions here. And more than that, he is a cheat. Verse 8 assumes that there will be a queue of people coming to see him when he offers to pay back those people who he has cheated. So um, your grandmother, let's say, your grandmother's pension or the money for her medical treatment, it has been stolen by this man so that he can give it to the enemy after he has taken a cut himself. And he is wealthy, and your grandmother is sick and hungry. And as well, there's a a religious component to all of this. Uh, Verse 9 talks about the sons of Abraham. So there's a family that have become a nation who have promises from God, and those beliefs, they impact everything in life. These people, they didn't do religion at home. So wars and rebellions And social inclusion or exclusion, everything depends on this. And it depends in ways that still, tragically, uh, hit our front pages even yesterday and today. So Jericho, where this story takes place, uh, is contested space today still. Um, And the same sort of dynamics of hatred and fear, those are not, uh, we've not had to invent those since Jesus' time. Um, And in Jesus' time, in in the time when he meets Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, he is out, out of the family, out of the nation, out of the religion. Uh, He'll have his friends and cronies, the, the rich and the corrupt always do, but he is lost. 
meaning he has, has dropped out of the sons of Abraham. And all of the first people who read this book would have agreed on that. So that means it is a shock when we meet him, and we meet him as someone who is seeking for Jesus. So that's our first point, seek. Who is seeking who? So look down with me, look at verse number three, which says in English, he wanted to see who Jesus was. And Luke actually uses the same verb as he does in verse 10. Uh, it's explicit. Zacchaeus is seeking, and that is a shock. This sinful man, who perhaps has never given God a, a second thought before now, when he hears that Jesus is passing through town, he really, really wants to see him. But Zacchaeus has at least one, maybe two problems with that. It says, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So Jesus is a very big deal at this point. There are crowds of thousands who want to, to see him. And there are many advantages in life uh, to being one of you know, life's smaller people. You can buy children's clothes and not pay tax and all those things. Um, but seeing over a crowd is not one of them. So you have this impression of you know, little Zacchaeus jumping up and down, trying to see over the crowds, stuck behind a, you know, a series of six-foot powerlifters in big hats. But it may be actually worse than that. Um, It may be that Luke thinks the crowd are are a little more active uh, than that. The the word order of the original that has this sense, the crowd won't let him through to the front. Remember, they hate him. They're sure that God hates him. Why would he want to see Jesus anyway? So at that point, Zacchaeus has a a choice. After a little bit of, you know, jumping up and down at the back, he is a rich and an important man. And what he should do is he should turn around, um, sort of style it out, and go home for a drink. But instead, verse 4, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. So Zacchaeus, um, in modern terms, he's behaving like a, a kind of super fan. Um, I, do you know about super fans? I, um, I used to lead Christianity Explored, uh, the course that Luke and, and Jovan spoke about. And um, the, the first one I ever led, actually, led, actually um, I led with a, a grown woman called Carrion. I have her, you know, she's not embarrassed of what I'm about to tell you. I can use her name. Um, and Carrion was a take-that super fan. Um, so take that, I'm not sure if take that's a group that we've still heard of on Sunday morning, but, um, and so in her mid-twenties at the time, she would still queue at airports just for a glimpse of Howard or Gary. So, um, so if ever conversation flagged, were there, uh, you know, as you'll be maybe on Monday week, talking over dinner at Christianity Explored, and if conversation flagged, just say, Karen, just tell us again how you ended up pen pals with Howard's dad, and, and off we'd go. Um, but Zacchaeus is like a superfan. He is the corrupt official who everybody has to pay off to get by in their town, in their life. He's the one with the big car and the bling and the security. But now the, the bling is bouncing up and down on his chest because Zacchaeus is running. The adult, the chief tax collector, the rich man, he should have walked home. But here he is running in a hot country. And then, and then shamefully, he climbs a tree like a child. 
because Jesus is about to pass by and the chance is nearly gone. He wants to see Jesus. So seeking should be an obvious answer. Our first question, isn't it? Who is seeking who? Who's doing the seeking here? It'll be the one out of breath and running and red in the face in a hot country, won't it? But actually, uh, Luke wants us to know that Jesus, at the same time, is seeking for Zacchaeus. And that is a a shock, I think. Um, Jesus, he is on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to Jerusalem to die. Uh, This is the end of his, his earthly life. And for Jesus, that is not just the end of his life. That is the high point in all of world history up to now. And he is very close now. He's about 15 miles. That's all it is from Jericho to Jerusalem. And he is um, being gawped at by a crowd of thousands. You would think that Jesus would be busy as he comes through Jericho. But really, Jesus that day was doing his job. Remember what we said his job was, verse 10? The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So on this street, he comes down looking for Zacchaeus, seeking for him. In fact, verse 5, Jesus reached the spot and he didn't walk past. He stopped and he looked up. And you wonder, did Zacchaeus almost fall out of his tree at seeing Jesus stop and look at him? And then Jesus says, Zacchaeus. He knows his name. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So of all the people in Jericho, good and bad, Jesus stops at this tree, looks at this man, says his name, and come down immediately, I must stay at your house today. Which um, in Luke's gospel does not mean that Jesus is, you know, catching a bit of free bed and breakfast off the guy with the most bling and the nicest house in Jericho. Stay in your house means be your friend. Zacchaeus, he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. He knows what this means. And the crowd, they mutter what they do in verse 7 because they know what this means. Jesus, he has selected this one man out of thousands to be his friend in Jericho. Verse 10 is the life purpose of Jesus Christ, and Zacchaeus is the illustration. Who is seeking who? See, despite what it looked like, it was Jesus seeking Zacchaeus, the the true king of Israel on his way to his capital city, he has come through Jericho deliberately to look for Zacchaeus. He knows Zacchaeus' name and he has come to find him. I I don't know what you said earlier when we were asked to talk about uh, when we'd ever lost something valuable. Um, Astonishingly, that is how Jesus feels about Zacchaeus. And we, um, we don't use seek and save much outside of religious contexts anymore. We use search and rescue. It's the normal phrase. But the, the meaning really is identical. Jesus, he came to earth as a one-man search and rescue team. Uh, do you know where the, the busiest lifeboat station in the UK is? Um, if you don't know, it might surprise you. The busiest in the UK is only about a mile from here. 
Um, it's London. It's the Thames lifeboat, lifeboat station. It was set up in the early 2000s. Before that, they just thought we didn't need one. And yet it launches hundreds of times a year, sometimes several times a night. It has saved over 350 lives since it started. Search and rescue in difficult circumstances. Strong currents, no light, murky water, and people who are in danger and in need. Search and rescue. Uh, And the people who crew those lifeboats and risk their lives to save other people, um, we very easily identify them as, as heroes. Well, Jesus says that he is in the same business. The same business, search and rescue. Many people think that it is up to us to find God. Have you heard someone say that? Uh, think that maybe God is lost or God is hiding. And we have to do the, the religious equivalent of, of elbowing our, our way to the front of the crowd. We have to seek him out, prove that we are the super fans, track him down to wherever he is hiding. Climb a tree if you think that will do any good. People climb mountains. People go to big, tall buildings. But Luke wants us to know that that, that is back to front. God is not the one who is lost. We are. And that the person going to any length here, that is Jesus, the king of the universe. He left heaven for this. Uh, Not to face a, a cold, dark river at night in London, but to come into this world and to risk and lose his life. And just look across the page. So page 1052, at the bottom right there, you'll see it says Jesus predicts his death. Jesus says we are going up to Jerusalem and everything written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. And if you look on verse 32, verse 33, he means his arrest, uh, mocked, insulted, spat on, flogged, and killed. That is search and rescue for people like Zacchaeus. People that the whole town had written off as a sinner so that he can say, come down, I must stay at your house today. Which makes Zacchaeus very important for anybody who has assumed that they are not the sort of person that Jesus would be interested in. Anyone here who has has looked at the, the kind of things people do to impress God and get his attention and maybe have thought there is no point in me trying to elbow my way to the front of the crowds. Jesus, he is a search and rescue specialist. And he came to seek for lost people, people like Zacchaeus. And if you are hearing me now, and I don't mean just being aware that someone at the front is making some noise, but if your heart can understand these words that I'm speaking to you, then Jesus is seeking for you now. Um, I'd say that the same as Jovan, please speak to someone before you leave today. So Jovan will be at the back under Connect. There'll be others of us to talk to. Uh, there'll also be copies of Luke's Gospel. So um, th- this is a, a, just the one book, Luke, taken out of the Bibles. There'll be copies of those by the door and at the Connect corner. Uh, please take those and let Jesus speak to you more. Um, or come back to Pillar and Step on Thursday. So come back and hear from a man who sat in a prison cell certain that God did not want him. 
and yet was found by Jesus. Or come back to Christianity Explored. Um, because as I say, God is, uh, or Jesus is, if you like, walking past your tree uh, this morning. And if you can hear him, um, you can come down and be his friend. Uh, whoever you are, and uh, wherever you have been up till now, you can come down and be his friend. Uh, which takes us to our, our second point, which is about save and how that works. So save, is this a sinner or a son? And in verse 6, Zacchaeus, he comes down and he welcomes Jesus gladly. He is happy. Presumably Jesus is happy, but nobody else is happy. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Um, And remember, this is not um, the neighborhood watch who don't like the way that Zacchaeus parks his car. That's not what we're talking about. These are conquered people who don't like the man who betrayed and stole from their granny. Uh, They're saying, Jesus, it's just not right for you to be friends with this man. It is not fair. And that um, problem is actually what Luke has been working on for several pages. If you were to take one of these and read it, uh, you would see that Luke kind of works his way through various important issues. And one of them is this one. How can God be friends with horrible people. That's, if you like, the big problem. So look back across the page. Again, you don't have to turn a page, but on the same page, 1052, do you see where it says the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector over on the left? So that's the last time we met a tax collector. Same job as Zacchaeus. And that tax collector, verse 13 there, describes himself as a sinner. Same thing that the crowd think about Zacchaeus. But in verse 14... Jesus says that the tax collector went home justified before God. Uh, There are two people in that story, a good one and a bad one. And Jesus says it is the bad one, the sinner who is justified, who went home right with God, not the, the careful moralist who is sent away unjustified. And Luke wants us to be asking, how can that be fair? How can Jesus let the bad people off and turn away the good people? And really, that is the main um, subject of the seven weeks of the Christianity Explored course. So please, again, please come back for that. But just with this open, you might be thinking, what kind of kingdom is this if it is full of sinners? Uh, Jesus, do you not know who you're having dinner with? Jesus, you're just very unperceptive. It's a direct challenge to his claim to be a man of God and a prophet. God is is too holy to sit down to dinner with someone like Zacchaeus. Do you hear all of that packed into, you've gone to be the guest of a sinner? Except, Except that Jesus has not done that. Uh, We're going to take a few minutes just to put that together. Uh, We're going to put together the the events that build up to this incident. We're going to put in the the response of Zacchaeus in verse 8, and then Jesus' own interpretation in verse 9 and verse 10. You get a very clear sequence of events that mean I can say to you, Jesus does not go to be a guest of a sinner. See, no question, Zacchaeus, he climbed up that tree a sinner. No question at all. It's very clear in his job description. It's clear in the way the town reacts. And it's clear in what Zacchaeus says in verse 8. Look at verse 8 of chapter 19. He says, if I have cheated anybody, 
Uh, he knows what the number one accusation is. And he, he knows there will be a cue. Zacchaeus was a sinner. Zacchaeus was not somebody who Jesus should allow into his kingdom. But the other tax collector in 18 verse 13 does the only thing that is truly necessary to enter the kingdom. He says, God have mercy. That man, he knows that he has nothing to offer and he asks for mercy. And Jesus takes Zacchaeus for the same reason. Here is a sinner who wants to be saved, be rescued. And in verse 9, Jesus tells us everything we need to know about him now. says, today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. In other words, he, he is no longer a sinner. He is a son. And not that Zacchaeus will never do anything wrong again in all of his life. But he went up that tree a sinner And he comes down it, no longer a sinner, but a son. How? Because of seek and save. Uh, Search, on its own, is not much good to anybody. Uh, 8,462 lifeboat launches per year, no good at all. If they go out and they find the person and then they leave them in the sea and bring no one home. Search and rescue, seek and save. You see, the crowd doesn't realize what difference Jesus has made. This man is no longer a sinner. He is an ex-sinner because Jesus has saved him. And as I said, it would take seven weeks in Christianity Explored to explain that, and I plan for us to be able to go home and have lunch. So I just want to show you one piece of working which Luke thinks is very important. So do you remember we went to chapter 18, verse 31? And that Jesus said, I'm going through Jericho to get to Jerusalem so that I can die. And I need to do it because that would be the fulfillment of everything that the prophets wrote. And again, the prophets, they wrote a lot. Uh, So I'm only going to show you just one section. It's a part that Luke quotes from later. In fact, it's a part that Jesus quotes the night before they arrested him. That same night, he's having dinner. And he reads from Isaiah chapter 53, which is there on the screen for us to see. It's a chapter that is all about how God's servant saves God's people. It says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And I wonder, can you hear that image of the lost sheep? Uh, Gone astray, off into our own way of life. Uh, sinners, no longer suitable to be friends with God. And then it says, the Lord has laid on him, on the servant, the iniquity of us all. So there, there is a swap ready to be done for anybody. Zacchaeus, he, he goes up the tree, weighed down by all the things that he has done wrong. But Jesus is willing to have all of his guilt laid onto Jesus, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of Zacchaeus, the sin of the sinner placed onto Jesus. And in Isaiah, the the servant dies as a punishment, as a swap for the lost sinners, which is why a, a guilty man who asks for mercy can be sent home or, or climb down a tree 
as someone in the right with God. And Zacchaeus, by verse 8, he's showing us what has happened to him. Uh, Zacchaeus, he's not faking his desire to be with Jesus. Um, Sinners can enter the kingdom, but as they come in, they change. In fact, looking at verse 8, can you think of any other human way in which a change like this could happen? Uh, Zacchaeus, he's not buying his way into the kingdom. He's responding to discovering that Jesus will have him, that Jesus has already paid for him. And verse 8 is a lot, isn't it? He, um, I guess Jesus is the, the last person to spend a night in the big fancy house that Zacchaeus lives in because he is going to be selling that because he needs some cash urgently. He starts with 50% of everything he owes. He's going to give to the poor. And then out of what is left, he starts paying reparations. You take both of those things together, we're going far, far beyond what he would have had to pay out in any kind of criminal court. This is a man changed from the inside out. So um, in Jericho, Granny has her pension back and her medical bills are covered. And this person, who they thought was completely beyond the pale, not really Jewish anymore, Jesus, he is not for you, well, Jesus and Zacchaeus are here to tell you that Jesus really is for people like him and that people like him can be sons and best friends. Stay at your house today. So again, let me ask, if if you are hearing what I'm saying, then I'm suggesting that Jesus is looking for you today. Uh, Maybe you you just walked past and and wandered in to see what all the noise was. But Jesus, he knows your name, and he's been talking to you for for 25 minutes now. Um, Did you think he didn't want you? Well, there is no reason in who you have been, uh, whoever you are, whatever you have done, he is asking you to come down out of the tree. And um, there's no tree in this building this morning, so I I just want to leave you um, certain what it would look like to do this today. And what I want to suggest is that you would take Luke's gospel with you, and you would mark um, 18 verse 13 and 19 verse 8, which um, is just the, the words that the two tax collectors say. So the tax collector in the story, and the tax collector, the real one in Zacchaeus, the words of those two tax collectors... Um, and then say them, a version of them, to Jesus for yourself. So the tax collector, he acknowledges he is a sinner, and he asks for mercy. Uh, God have mercy on me, a sinner. And then Zacchaeus, now that he's a son, not a sinner, he makes this offer to put right and change his life. And you would just need to do that, whatever your own personal circumstances. So what I'm going to do, I'll lead us in an example prayer now. And if you are ready to pray that already for yourself, please just do that silently as I pray. But if not, uh, take Luke's gospel, and it's 18 verse 13 and 19 verse 8. So I'm going to say, dear God, please have mercy on me, a sinner. I welcome Jesus gladly. And I offer him the rest of my life to live for him and put right what I have done wrong. Amen.
That's the prayer I'm going to say. So I'll pray it now, uh, uh, slightly slower than that. And anyone who would like to say that silently with me, please do join in in your heart. Dear God, please have mercy on me, a sinner. I welcome Jesus gladly and I offer him the rest of my life to live for him and put right what I have done wrong. Amen. Now, final thing to say, just if you have prayed that and you meant it, then the verse you will need is 18 verse 14. This man went home justified. Uh, That would be true of you now because of Jesus' death. He sees you as a child of his father and your life is a life that he wants to stay in, stay with. Uh, 